You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 215 of the Sinclair's Favorite Podcast. Jeremiah Morrill here today, joined by co-host Jesse Riddle, uh, producer Zach Burcham, and our uh, our favorite Liberty Defender, Sean Rao, is here. I was uh, in the break between the Patreon, and now I was explaining to Sean how I screwed up and I booked him, but then I forgot that I booked him. Uh, we'll get into that in just a minute. Well, over the uh, course of the show, Jesse, do you want to do Dakota's part, or you just want to do your thing, and I'll just I'll cover this. Just cover it. All right. So basically, we're going to talk about uh, oh, Indiana unemployment. Uh, there was a lawsuit, and now everybody's getting their back pay again. Jeff Bezos went to space. The Olympics are happening, and we're going to do a new segment with called Hot Takes with Sean and see how that sticks. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. And hopefully you will always learn something new. Uh, we just did a little, uh, 20 minute segment for pa- the Patreon folks in, uh, you'll get an email with that. Uh, and then it's, uh, the live videos in the super secret Facebook group. If you are still a Facebooker, uh, so many of us have, uh, have abandoned that platform that we stream on, but, uh, you know, some of us are still laggards and, and hanging on with old Zuck. Uh, I'm sure that there's probably going to be a merch link dropped into the chat by, uh, by Zach or, uh, or Jesse. If you, uh, if you are watching the Facebook chat, <clears throat> have to say thank you to Christy Avery, Jonathan Phillips, Anthony Meyer and Fiddler's Green Cigar Company, uh, for being the $50 and over, uh, folks in the Patreon store. You guys are awesome. And you're the reason why it is nice and chilly in here for, uh, for all of us today. So I was uh, explaining to Sean that I, I apparently on July 8th, I was a smart, smart person. And I, I looked ahead and I started booking guests for Boss Hog. And I said, hey, Sean, could you do the 15th or the 22nd? And he said, absolutely. I could do the 22nd. I would love to. I'll put it on my calendar and we'll be good to go. And then the Henry County 4-H Fair started. <laughs> and I erased my brain. <laughs> I heard that's quite the event out there. I didn't get to go out this year. It was uh, it was fun. It, it's you know you do your normal day job, and then my my wife Sarah and I are both 4H advisors, mm-hmm. so we help. We don't do all the work by any means, but we help uh, facilitate the junior leader program. Uh, so most nights out there, we're helping run a, a, a concession stand. There's a charity uh, pie auction where last week we uh, we had the, the pie auction. It came in. Jesse dropped it on the floor. Dakota ate 75% of it. And then he called in today with Montezuma's Revenge. So I think that's probably what happened. Did he eat it directly off the floor? Uh, I mean, so here's the thing. we Like a, like an animal of sorts. It landed on – Jesse spilled my pie uh-huh. yesterday or last week. $65 pie dra- drops it on the floor oh. immediately after being warned, don't spill my pie. He spills the pie, but it was a $65 pie, and there's a five-second rule. Ooh, we good. flipped it back over. Everybody had some but Jesse. I, I had like three bites on uh, last Thursday. Uh, Dakota ate half of it then. I saved the rest of it, brought it to the big wall pool party. Christy Avery had some. Zach finally got a chance to have a little bit of it, and Dakota finished it off. Yeah, it was worth every penny. I think your mic's turned off. <clears throat> yeah. It was worth every penny that Jeremiah spent on it. It was delicious. 
Well, and it's honestly, it's still been free because they haven't cashed my check yet. So it's honestly, at this point, it's still a free pie. Yeah, I mean, I love peanut butter pie, and I was real bummed. I mean, I was in a good spot when I was watching the show. You're, you posted a selfie from the beach watching yeah, us on your sitting iPad. sitting on the deck on the beach, but I was like, I've been like, people have tried to get me to eat some weird stuff on this show, and I go on vacation, and all of a sudden, we're bringing in peanut butter pie, which is <laughs> one of my favorite things. <laughs> the one week. That teaches you to take a vacation without taking the show with you. What else do you like? So we can purposely plan this next time. I'm not going to mention anything. <laughs> Zach will not miss anything again until we're just going to crawl his Facebook until we figure it out. That might be a reason you're not there. So, there <laughs> so that's what happened is I, I booked Sean and then I'm so thankful. He texted me today and he's like, so you have show notes. And I'm like, Oh uh, yeah, we're efforting those. <laughs> Hilarious so, though. That's I how it is like an every Thursday. Well, so okay. yeah, and then Jesse is is railing on us because he's like, we don't have it, and like, I didn't know that you already busted his balls. <laughs> so this is even funnier. He's like, what? Jesse is is comes from left brain organization world, so he's like, there should be a document process, and it, this is the biggest fight we have off the air is over the video process because Jesse and Dakota have both been fixing it and making it work better, and but they get, they get to the same place with. It's like it's like a fork in the road that that comes back to the middle, and they both take the opposite side and think it's right. And I don't I don't care as long as the thing works. I don't care how it works, but they they just jab each other over, which is which makes me it makes me laugh. But Jesse wants it documented, which completely makes sense because I have no idea. There how to are use documents it. that were previously created, right? I didn't create those, right? So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, this morning Jesse's like, you guys need to do it this other way. And I'm like, yeah, normally we do. There are times where I have a sh- the show notes prepared two, three weeks ahead of time. Sean had never done it this create a, create a group chat a couple weeks ahead of time. And uh, and then nobody really says anything in there until a couple days before. And you start to have a few news stories that drop in. And this week, I just kind of mentally did it in my head. And then I said, okay, here's the things I've been thinking about. Dakota normally doesn't care. Because uh, half the time, he gets Montezuma's revenge and won't, make, won't be able to make the show. But uh, he, he puts the show notes together for us. He built them today. Uh, and that's it. That's how we got there. So it's kind of the routine we've developed over 215 episodes. I, th- I think it's right now too. It's, it's a really hard time to come up with content because there's no like election coming up. There's right. no, it's a, it's an observational, Hey, what's going on and what do we care about? Kind of slow. There's a lot of stuff happening, but there's a lot of stuff that doesn't move the needle mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So today's show is going to be a lot of meh. Do you care? <laughs> that's the, that's the entire show. So I promise, tune in. We really think it's going to be a good one. Yeah. You have to hang in for hot takes or hot cakes with Sean. <laughs> Did I write hot cakes? No. Boy, I said hot. That would be very unfortunate. <laughs> if we just be like, and he's got, yeah, got 20 pancakes. Get all the cakes. <laughs> we do have a quick update as well at the uh, Winchester Raceway. The boss hog of Liberty. Stickers on the field. Car. I think it's only on the dirt car. I don't think it's on the asphalt car. Uh, but uh, we got to figure that out. Our boy Kyle Robbins, he uh, he was he he's out there racing. Uh, the feature is at eight o'clock, and he uh, he he qualified eleventh. Nice. So that's a that's a good mid pack start for uh, for the old Winchester pavement. We'll see how Newcastle's own Kyle does. I don't know if we'll get an update before the show's over or not. But uh, but it is race day. I also have an update. Okay, your brother just called me. Does he uh, sure? You want to put him on the air? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not till after eight o'clock. My brother's uh, traveling back from Chicagoland today, so he's probably scrolling through his phone saying, "Who haven't I talked to lately?" Yeah, he might. Maybe he's trying I, to grab about an hour and a half ago. I got to try to get a call from. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, he how many beat up swings does he normally eat? 
not that many. He doesn't eat a lot. I'm actually worried about him. <laughs> he started a new job. He got married. He's got trying to coach a football team. He's got he's got a lot going on. He's got this. He's got like, every stress point you could have. He's got it at the same time. Kids starting school. It's it's all it's all happening for him. <sighs> all right, unemployment. About a month ago. The state of Indiana said, we are no longer going to give this federal extra three, four hundred dollars a week to people that uh, that that uh, are unemployed. The feds are giving it to you for free. We're going to stop the program arbitrarily and we're going to force people to go back to work. Because they've been hearing employers saying we can't get people to come to work. Unemployment's ridiculously low. There's jobs everywhere. We're raising wages. People won't come to work. Indiana said, no, we're not going to pay it anymore. Apparently, this week, a federal judge said, Indiana, that's unconstitutional. Your job is to take any federal aid that's available to go get it for the people of Indiana and to give it out. So now they have been told you have to go back into this program. It's back and you have to give back pay. So they have to give this $300 a week, $400 a week, whatever it is, all the way since the beginning of June. What do you what do you think, Jesse? Is this uh, is this good public policy? Are they fighting for the man? Are they screwing over the business owners and the rest of the economy? No, I mean I don't think they're screwing over business owners. I think that the business owners are doing a good, good job doing that to themselves. Um, I don't like it. so for an example, and I say this like uh, I think I talked about this potentially on the episode with um, uh, Horowitz, but. I feel like businesses need to figure it out. <laughs> like they need to figure out if they need to create some sort of weird association, but the, the benefits offered to one of the breweries I visit often was uh free beer, free cheesesteaks and we're cool. And I was like, that is the shittiest benefit plan I've ever heard in my life. We give you free beer. If you work here, free cheesesteaks and free beer. Okay. So you're looking at like, I mean, if you have an alcohol problem, that's probably a pretty good deal. <laughs> uh, but or if you're a lawyer, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but the, we are you gonna you gonna work there and be an attorney? Like yeah. it doesn't make sense. But anyway, like, so uh, I just I, I get kind of sad about it because I, I feel like there's a solution, but people that are operating those businesses are so focused on their business and surviving that they can't really step away and like be like, what can I do to actually help the situation of my employees? Um. Because they, you know, they got to feed themselves and their employees. So, so this program was in they, place because people were afraid or had health concerns as to why they shouldn't be working during COVID. With the vaccine being available to everybody for the last three months, and everybody's had an opportunity, that that's where you start to say, okay, is the should the federal government still be providing this program, and are they playing playing with everybody's futures? Because I, I know the place I'm working, we're having an incredibly difficult time of staffing up and getting people to come to work for. You know, in the eighteen, nineteen, twenty dollar an hour range, getting folks to come come do manual labor when you can collect a, a reasonable check by staying home. Are you? What, do you have thoughts on this, Sean? Well, I think I think Indiana, the governor overstepped his bounds, and I think the court was correct to to decide that the issue that way. But because it's of, not the governor's authority to do, because this. he doesn't have the authority to just say we're ending. This I program. think one of the words you used to describe this was arbitrary, <laughs> and it really was. And and these benefits the federal government is already going to phase these out anyway in September. So he basically jumped the gun and, and he said, we're ending it a couple months early because our business owners need this and I'm in control. Well, because the chamber of commerce people or, or those kind of people, they, they need people to work for eight, nine, $10 an hour. And that's just not, that's not the reality for, 
for the labor force in America anymore. And we treat COVID as this great reset. We have all this language about uh, essential workers and things like that, but we don't, I disagree with one of the things that, that indicated they're, they're trying to raise wages. I don't see any real evidence of that in most places. I, I understand some employers may try to. I mean, I'm seeing signing bonuses. Sign signing bonuses, bonuses are a lot of different. Yeah. But I mean, as far as your your wage going forward, uh, I don't see that that kind of increase. Basically, they expect the same same wage, same pay, but the the workforce just isn't doing it so it's just basic supply and demand you've got to increase the wages if you want people to get back to work <clears throat> and I, I think i was gonna say i do see wage increases in like uh entry-level jobs uh from the people who were already offering really good pay so like crew car wash uh used to be you would make like 11 bucks an hour and now they're offering like 15 yeah uh, to wash cars which is um, insane to me i think i've talked about this before but um, and there was somebody else I saw that was offering a lot of money to start out, but, um, uh, well in, in Knightstown, I think there's, uh, one of the, the fact, the, not the factory, I don't know what the hell they do there, but they're offering at, like at eight, the widget plant, potentially <laughs> the one there. I, on one nine. I don't know the one across from the cemetery. Um, high flex. Yes. High flex, you, high flex. Yeah. 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 They make widgets. Yep. So some of the best widgets in all the land. I think they are offering jobs, machinist jobs at like 20 or 18 to 20 bucks an hour. Maybe it's 17 something, but still it seems like incredibly high wage and they're going to teach you to, they're going to train you. So it's like, yeah. Uh, and here's the, the problem I have is that a lot of people <clears throat> who fall in this, but I don't want to say a lot, but there are definitely a, a big group of people uh, who fall in this bucket who are getting this where they don't, you know, they're, they're trying to survive. They're not thinking long-term and it's like, you could go get this skilled set and forfeit your 300 now or whatever. And, but you're getting free training, which is going to help you tremendously when it comes to trying to find another job. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, what I mean is like, they're just like, they're short-term thinking. There's long-term thinking and short-term thinking people. Right. And short-term thinking people are going to ride this thing out. And as not long get a as job they, as long until as they it, can until it stops until September. Yeah. And, uh, I, and my I, guess is there's not going to be that many jobs. Then anecdotally, I know that our walk-ins for a place that we're not, we, you know, we're basically an admin office at this point. We don't have an actual factory at our site, but we still have people walk in trying to fill out an application just to fill out an application that crowd picked up when, when Holcomb made the announcement he did in June, um, 26 governors did the same thing. Uh, and they're also facing the same lawsuits. I know Tennessee did and some other, other areas have, I'd imagine they're all Republicans too. Yeah. And that's, I that's mean, exactly that's it. Is you're seeing the policy is if you're a red state, mm -hmm. you take the, what Biden's people have in place and you try to go the opposite direction and it's the same playbook. Mm -hmm. And then it's a matter of which court get the, hears you and decides if, if you're right or wrong. Well, I don't think, I don't think any court would have ruled in the favor of, of the governor. And I'm not aware of any cases where a similar situation has happened and, and the court has ruled in, in the favor of the state. Uh, when they're trying to deny federal benefits like that, um, because it's it's a federal benefit, the, mm -hmm. the state doesn't get to decide it, but the state administers the benefit. Is right. essentially what's happening. Yeah, right. they're, it's passing through their hands or whatever. Yeah, and they're having to do all the admin work. But it would set that if you allowed that, it would be to set the same principle, of saying, okay, well, look, you can have social security, mm -hmm. but in Indiana, we think you can't have social security until you're 82 years old because you're yeah. no longer useful to society. 
Is that the same? That, that would be the same approach as if you allowed the state to say you can't have unemployment, you can't have Social Security, you can't have you know any yeah. sort of medicators like who's your health wise we have for for children. You know that that's a that's a Medicaid program that I is administered by the state. So it'd be like, well, we're not going to give Medicaid for kids under ten or for whatever weird right. reason you'd do that. It's a similar idea in that that's not the governor's decision to make. I think he just really overstepped his bounds, really stepped in it. Kind of looks like a kind of a doofus now for that. I think. Do you think he cares? I, it, to me, it feels like, well, I shot my shot, and they said we can't do it, but whatever. I think the people that are going to vote for Holcomb next time are going to be one and the same. I don't think that's going to move the needle for him. I He's term think. limited. He's going to be a senator or a yeah, president or something true. else if that's he gets true. another opportunity. I thought about that. The, but, yeah. Uh, I was going to say the other thing is at least there's like the experiment running to like prove if the Republicans are right or wrong. Like, look, did your did your unemployment change? Like, because that was their argument, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so regardless if he stepped over, which is fine if he did, I I understand the argument. Like, why you're the the way the court uh, you know went with this, but it would be cool. Like, if I won't say it's cool, but it would be nice to find a unbiased news source. <laughs> to uh to kind of look at the data to be like well did it do anything um because that would help you make a better decision from the federal level later but producers desk zach are you hearing anything uh from your circles on on the unemployment no not really um yeah i'm i see as much as i you know poke around newcastle and you see who's hiring and who's not hiring and what they're paying and stuff so but no not really i don't know anybody i honestly don't know anybody that's sitting out collecting unemployment and just like, I'm just not worth it to go back to work. I don't know anybody that's doing that. And that's just probably the circle of people I run around with. And there's some people that probably are, but like with the exception of like maybe Draper, which has been hi- trying to hire for a while. I think part of their issue is they're hiring a shift that not a lot of one, not a lot of people want to work. I think it's like 3 PM to two or three in the morning. Most of the places that are in town are having a hard time hiring people are the same places that had a hard time hiring people four years ago. It's the same. I'm like, it's honestly places that, like I said, I'll, I'll, I exclude Draper because Draper I've heard is a great place to work. They're not always the most desirable jobs, is what you're but, saying. But it's, yeah, it's, it's like we have a couple of employers in town that rotate the same people around and like kick them around because they're not great places to work. And so that's why they're having a hard time keeping people. So I'm not shocked that these places are having a hard time. Or if, or if they can't get consistent hours, you know, I've, I have, I know people that work at some of these places and they'll anticipate. An eight-hour shift turns into a twelve-hour shift. Sometimes it's a six-hour shift. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to it, and they the employers just can't keep treating employees like that to expect them to not only give up their unemployment that they could have continued to benefit from, but also just going forward. I mean, people care about predictability in their lives. You have to. There was I mean, there was to. one place in town that their their normal time off was right when school would get out, mm-hmm. and they were chronically telling people. Like they would, they think they would get out like two or two thirty, which is about when schools would get out. And they would tell people like one thirty or two o'clock, "Hey, you're here till five thirty today." Mm-hmm. And you can't do that to people because people need that because that's people probably like, "I like this job because I can go pick my kid up from school." Well, all of a sudden, if you're left with no way to get your kid home from school, and they're just doing that to you like after lunch is even over, like you don't have any chance to do that. Then yeah, people don't want to work there. So yeah. we'll see. I, I think like <clears throat> I'm not on the side that I don't think people are collecting unemployment 
that I, I, I shouldn't say they're not. There's definitely people doing it. I don't think it's a huge, huge. <clears throat> the problem. notes that Dakota provided for us, and I do pray for his health and safety today, uh, says that there are expected to be another hundred thousand Hoosiers to sign up for, to get back on this plan. Six point seven million Hoosiers, and maybe half of those are working age, uh, but a hundred thousand are expected to be in this uh, in this program. You're eligible for it. It's a benefit. Sure. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, I think what I was trying to say though is that. Um, I, I definitely think there is, I, it's been a good time for people to like reconsider what they're doing. And I think that that's, I don't think that the, uh, the, whatever the reset or whatever people want to call it, but I just think a lot like being off of work and like realizing like, kind of like, that's the other thing is like when you're stuck in that grind, you just, you're like, yeah, it sucks. Right. But you're not allowed to like, you don't have time to reflect. And a lot of people had a lot of time to reflect and be like, you know what? I should do something else. Uh, so, and I, cause I've got friends that are like, they've changed jobs during the pandemic. They, a lot of like, uh, I won't say a lot, but a few like servers have been like, yeah, I'm just going to get like a regular job now. Uh, some of them have gone back to school to get to some sort of degree. Um, it's things that would actually pay bills. <laughs> um, so. You know, it's it's kind of cool to how it's going to shake out. I just hope it like what I would like to see is I would like to see business owners step up because I think, yeah, um, infamously my CEO of the company I work for uh, says that um, uh, it's something about the the business of business is to uh, uh, what is it? It's something. It's I don't know. I'd like it, but whatever. Just look at Mark Benioff, and he has a quote about business, and it's. Uh, it's, it's a pretty good quote. I, um, and I really like it because it's, especially from the libertarian perspective of like a libertarian business owners or business owners who think they're libertarians and treat their employees like shit. They need to quit doing what they're doing right now and walk like close their jobs because that's not the whole point. Like you have to care about people and you need to do whatever you can and strive to do whatever you can to give the people who are helping you earn a living treat them as nice and as well as you can. Um, and you're not going to have to worry about turnover work. Like once you treat people well, turnover is not really a thing, especially at those layer level of jobs. It's not like it where people just job hump to job hop every couple of years to get a larger salary. But um, the, uh, the other nuance to this as we, as we wrap up the topic, the, uh, the cover of our friends at the courier times today was, uh, was a work session for the County council. And they're discussing the, the fact that, there are forces in the market pushing wages upward uh, and they're trying to figure out what in the world they're going to do from the council side because their local governments are going to struggle to come up with additional money to get folks to come to work for government. It's already generally considered to be on the lower end of the wage scale. And now as the private sector is pushing wages up, potentially uh, even more pressure is going to be put on the tax base to actually pay for government. I think, I think you attract, um, talent by providing other benefits like health insurance, perf, those kind of things that the government can offer. And I think that that's, that's the main appealing thing. And then there's also for the young people, there's student loan forgiveness for public service and uh, things of that nature that, that make those things appealing, but four day work weeks, you're never going to four day work weeks would be nice. Uh, you're never going to compete though with the private sector as a, as a County government. I mean, that's just never going to happen. And they can make them more competitive. Uh, but I think the only reason you really take uh, a position in county government to, to serve the public, obviously, but 
but also that to kind of have some of that security that you need that you can't have maybe in a small business or a small business can't provide health insurance or they can't provide a retirement plan. Um, we'll see. I mean, it's, 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 it's a tough time for county government for sure. I found the quote. Okay. There we go. <clears throat> so it's the business of business is improving the state of the world. And I think I like that quote. Like, I think it's a really good quote. A little altruistic of him. Well, it, it's but, kind of funny just because of, you know, his political positioning or political alignment, but um, I like it. I think it's a great quote. And I, 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 that's how I see like, to me, that's what libertarianism is, is like. We create businesses to solve problems. And the whole purpose of solving these problems is to make the world better. It's not to make the world crappier. So <laughs> it's met, uh, in theory, it's all mutually beneficial, right? Correct. You yeah. create goods and services and everybody does better. You find value in the goods you're buying and, and the company makes money as well. All right, Jeff Bezos went to space. The Amazon guy, he uh, he lost the private space he's no race. Longer Amazon guy. Well, he still I guess he still owns part of the company, but he's made his money. Yeah, he's he, still making he's, he's still the on the board. So. so he lost the space race to Richard Branson a couple weeks ago. He went uh, he went to space. Uh Jeff started the company Blue Origin in 2000 and he's uh he plans to sell commercial flights in space. Uh, it was an autonomous rocket. Uh, it looked like it was directly out of the Austin Powers movies. <laughs> I, I had the same thought. The same, the same. Yeah. The the principles of this uh, essentially is that it uh, launches straight into the air. Uh, there's a capsule. Uh, it's an 11 minute flight. You are uh, 11, uh, three minutes in space, and then it uh, comes back to Earth with uh, with parachutes, kind of like the old Apollo astronauts would have. Um, and they were able to unstrap from the receipts and do the flips and jumps and whatever else. So would, uh, if you were given the opportunity, Jesse, to, I know you won't fly on an airplane because that's terrifying, but if we took, if you put you on the, on the Amtrak and you went down to the blue origin launch pad, I assume they launch out of, uh, out of, out of Florida. Uh, we get you down to Florida. Texas. Oh, it was this one, Texas. I know he had some, uh, in my, my personal career, Somewhere I know he had desert. some stuff in Florida as well, but it's very likely he had in Texas as well. Would you go to Texas, Jesse, and strap into a Blue Origin rocket to experience space? No. I don't need to do that. <laughs> like when it when it's like when it's when the uh when the you know survivability is that of an airplane, I might think about it. I mean, nobody's died on this. Like well, they're yeah, one for yeah, one, but I don't say they're one for one. They're hundred percent right now. Yeah. Well, how many, how many needles time. had to go in the arms for you to be like, all right, I've, de- I've decided it's good enough for the COVID thing. Yeah. I'm just, you know, know. They're, they're batting a thousand so far on, on blue origin. Yeah. I'm good for them. Yeah. I, I think I like it. I like the idea of what he's doing as much as other people can hate it. I love it. Like it's going to do nothing but help make, um, you know, the idea of getting to space cheaper. Um, you have multiple private companies that are, that are exploring this and doing it on their own. Yeah. Without no, NASA having to do it. I, I Zach, like would it. you only take the Amtrak? Would you only take the NASA version as our, uh, our token uh, brought up Democrat? Definitely don't take the NASA. Or would you, uh, <laughs> would you, would you, would you go to space on, uh, on blue origin? Um, uh. Yeah, I mean, if I had the opportunity, I you rode in a two-seater Indy car. For, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I know your answer is going to be yes. Yeah, I was trying to look up because I know there was actually some controversy about whether or not Branson actually got to space. He didn't quite go as high as 
what's considered the threshold for space. <sighs> there are some nerds that say, well, it was only 53,000 yeah. feet yeah. or whatever. Well, well not, actually. You didn't yeah. get to the Carmen line, whatever. I guess. Well, actually. Whatever. When you're weightless, you're in space, I'm pretty sure. If you drop your pen and it doesn't drop, you won. That, you did is it. Is that the definition? That's my, that's my definition. That's if I go outside and I'm going to die and the pen doesn't drop to the ground, I'm pretty sure you're in space. Arguably, we're all in space. Just You've escaped the surly bonds of Earth. And gravity is not left working. Earth's atmosphere. I think the Branson flight was like in a different atmosphere. Uh, I forget what the term is, but there's a the different layers, and he yeah, was like he, in one or two of the ones. But. John, you you know space tourism if you give it the chance. I know um, it's a little beyond what we're, we're what uh, the the folks at Henry County are able to provide for you at this time. Yeah, I the last time I was at on an airplane, it was not the first. The first leg of the trip, it was great. I had four beers. I had a lunch, big cheeseburger, got on the plane, just had a nice little sleepy flight. The time back, it was five in the morning, no caffeine, no alcohol, nothing in my system at all. And I just, I was just gripping the seat the whole time. And it wasn't even that bad. So I'd say, so you're not, uh, a, say, you're not a comfortable flyer as it is. I say four beers and a cheeseburger. Let's do it. Oh, well, that's the thing. It's like if you got enough alcohol and we have like, we're fucking going. We're going. We're going to go to space. <laughs> me, me and Sean be like, yeah, let's do it. Hey, Jesse's like, all right, listen, we're driving the Lincoln down. We're going to hit three strip clubs on the way to, to Texas. And then we're going to get. Uh, Probably a, wouldn't a, hit any of the strip clubs on the way to Texas. So I just wait till I got to the record. record. I don't want to be on the same flight as anybody who had four beers and a cheeseburger well, before they experienced well, I'm just going to say it's White Castles. Their first weightless moments in life. Uh, that's part of the science experiment. So I'm going to need some kind we of shield. Push, we got to push the, uh, the boundaries here of science. Oh, how fat can you be to go to space? Have they figured that out? Because I need to know. I'm like pushing 300. Like, am I allowed on the I thing? think you'd be fine. Are they like, look, they might we're going to burn too much fuel. You're going to have to buy to two tickets on the, on the deal, but you'll be all right. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, the correct. I'd have to buy two tickets. Just bounce you out with the Dakota and you're good. Yeah, it's true. I, that would be true. So reluctantly, we're all in. If after four, four heavy beers, like, <laughs> I can't be like, I mean, like how many beers do well, I have to get in you to do, to take have a, you ever, have you ever flown anyway? No, he won't fly. No. He's like, John. Matt, first off, flown? I have flown in a helicopter and that didn't, well, that's a mistake. Up, but that never wait, scared wait, me. Wait, 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 wait. You won't fly in an airplane, but you'll fly in a, a helicopter. I wouldn't do that. Only exists because computers exist. Like that's like a, a computer keeps I those things from just self-destructing. Exist. I, yeah, it's a true story. I, mean, I was watching a helicopter fly, and I was like thinking of all the technology. And like, if you see a two prop, those are two propellers spinning in opposite directions that are just something keeps yeah. them from hitting each no. other. Nope. And then, like, if you see an old one with a tail, that was just keeping it from turning into like a human blender. <laughs> like, uh, tr- trust me, well, I so I didn't used to have this fear of flying. Like when I was in a helicopter, I was like, "This is uh, this is awesome." Um. And I still think when I, I don't have a problem with heights. Did snakes on a plane ruin it for you? No, I I, I just have anxiety, general anxiety. If I'm not in control, mm. I don't have a good time. I'm gripping the seat. You gotta grip I, the seat. Yeah, and I and yeah. I do that. If like it's why I don't drive. Like you rarely drive me anywhere because I like to drive. I don't have to be like, whew, just the whole time. Like nothing's comfortable when I'm riding with someone. I'm just high alert all the time. But you realize that. 
you can be in Los Angeles in three and a half hours. Yeah, but I don't care about Los Angeles. Like that's the other thing. It's like I also don't have these like weird and a bit. I want to say they're weird, but these standard uh, desires to go to these places. Like I'm not the person that goes to like countries to be like, well, really put the perspective that I live a great life. I'm like, <laughs> no, I I know I live a great life. Like I live in America. It's one of the greatest countries in the world. As cliche as but that, but you don't want to go to the desert. You don't want to see the Grand Canyon. I can drive there, and I would rather drive there. I would rather drive through everything, not just fly over crap and be like, well, I forgot, missed that thing. No, I I, I would rather just have the money and drive through and look at all of it. I I drove to Colorado. Sure. It's great. I now understand when people say there's nothing in Kansas. <laughs> I thought they were lying. Pretty much open. I, it's still cool. It's I've cool to, to not see anything. Also, like that's the other. It's very that that you resets you. Like, damn, I can't see anything forever. <laughs> like I saw a, a grain silo that had to have been a hundred miles away. I don't know how far away it was. It felt like forever. I was like, that thing, it has to be massive. Okay. The, the will actually, and Sean is going to say, you can only see 15 miles because of the curvature <laughs> of the earth. Yeah, well, that depends on how tall it is, but also, and I I'm, I, that would be interesting to know, like as you're traveling uphill, which you are in Kansas, as much as people say it's flat, you're actually traveling up a hill the whole time. Um, how what that would do when you're like that. But anyway, I digress. Is, isn't it funny that Jeff Bezos got divorced and got shot into space? Like, wouldn't that be like everyone's every ex-wife's like dream? Like I got 500 million jillion dollars and they sent my ex-husband into space. Yeah. <sighs> There's got to be a joke in there. Somewhere. I feel I like the joke the is, is he won because she didn't take enough. He still had enough money to build his own private spacecraft yeah. and, and take a free flight. He also donated a hundred or $10 billion to like the earth fund or something. So she donated five. Somebody said that she donated more. The, hu- the human fund. The human yeah. fund. Yes. <laughs> but his was to the earth for fund. people. The, the earth funds to help with uh, global climate change. So, but anyway, and he still has money, right? So, Jesse, you've got a 4K TV. I mean, it's old as hell, but yeah. You're going to have it tuned into uh, the NBC Sports Networks for no. the Tokyo Olympics? Oh, no. I don't, it, even, uh, I don't have cable. You don't? No. You had an X1 box the last time we hung out and played. Yeah, I don't X1 have that. box. Yeah, the Xbox Comcast one. X1. Comcast oh, X1. Oh, Comcast X1. Xfinity X1. one. Yeah, yeah the I don't Xfinity, have Comcast, Time Warner. I thought you were trying to say buy. Xbox One. I was like, well. well I have that. Okay, but- Grandpa Sean. Oh, get with the times. Three years ago, it was the X one that was the well, big Grandpa thing. Sean. Like, he's, I mean, you both like Xbox One isn't even the most newest consoles. Right. Xbox Series X. Where you at, Grandpa? I know. I haven't had an Xbox Live. The gray hair is starting to make you lose your mind. I listen. I just live a different <laughs> life now, and I use a different living room. Xbox One is uh, pretty much just used for uh, for for turning the TV on. Do you have an Xbox One? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought you're still rocking a 360. I got two of those as well. <laughs> still, put, still putting the towel on them every 90 days to make sure that they don't red ring. Uh, I think one of them actually is kind of red ringed. Yeah, put a towel on it. How, how does that help? Uh, it's supposed to get overheat the Xbox to the cover solder. the red ring. <laughs> no, oh, so it, it resolders the problem. It, uh, yeah, it helps the solder reflow. I think you're just trying to cause a house fire. That was the that was the idea, and it fixed some people's Xbox, but it didn't fix it very long. So anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to watch the Olympics. I've never watched the Olympics. I even made a meme one time that was some guy. Like, you see the thing where like they throw it, like they're recycling, throw something in the trash. at all the five Olympic rings, like throw them in the trash. Or maybe six. I don't know how many fucking rings there are. But 
I just like, I don't care about the Olympics. I feel like it does nothing, but like, it's just like sports, like, like local sports where it's like, Oh, it's all for the camaraderie. But like, no, people literally do not like the other schools. And they have this like dumbass root, like thing in their head where they're like, we're better than them. Um, and so the Olympics does the same thing. You put me. the violence aside in the United States. Faces but that's not what it is. The, it's against a, the Chinese. It, but that's not what it, it isn't because the people who are funding it are like, we need to win. <laughs> and it's, it's just really, you want to compete. I don't want to contribute to divisiveness and like othering and all that other stuff in the world. Like I, we need to do less of that. And that, so when it's on like the world scale, I'm like, are you kidding me? This is disgusting. I just don't get it. So, so not the Olympics a fan. are disgusting. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. We found our own Lewis Black. This is what Jesse <laughs> is. Disgusting. Sean, I am not. Well, my Do wife you care. I've tried to care, and I don't. I I I, I care very little at this point. I'm I'm efforting a care, yeah. but I'm not really there. My my issue is that right now is like the worst time for sports because basketball's over, hockey's over, football's not on yet. You've got like mid-season, just boring ass baseball. You got the Tour de France. That's even over, isn't it? I maybe, and and all of my racing is on pause because it's all on NBC. Yeah. <laughs> so the Olympics are the thing. So, so I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to care. I don't really care. I mean, I'll watch it, but on occasion, if it's on, if I don't literally have nothing else to do, but that's kind of my position. So I think what I'm I, I'm going to turn it on, and I the Olympics do a really good job, generally speaking, of painting the human interest story. And you, you turn it on and the floor exercises are on and you find out that there's this Olympian who's lost all four of her arms and legs and her parents are all orphans. And if she just does this one thing great, she's going to bring pride to her little tiny town in Iowa that she's from. Uh, and so, that's, so does this brewery. Right. Well, I mean, that's from Muncie. <laughs> Muncie. But, <laughs> oh, sorry. So does that brewery. <laughs> so, and I remember J.C. Phelps and you know the 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 girls. How could you forget they renamed every road in Greenfield after her? It, yeah, she was the Greenfield girl. I, and I think, okay, well, that's that was pretty cool. Uh, and then you look at the roster of folks that are going to be on the swimming teams, and there's a hell of a lot of people from Indiana University and local Hoosier connections that yep. are there. So that's kind of a big deal. Zach, there's a uh, there's a former IndyCar IndyCar paddock uh, person that's going to be. Uh, in the uh, gymnast for Ireland, I believe. Oh, really? No, oh, one, yeah, one of the daily cousins. Yeah, one of the dailies. Yeah, I saw that. So I think she was a Hunkos tire changer or something at one point. So there are some connections that I, from the human interest side, once again, that I care about a little bit. Yeah, I mean, all I set my YouTube TV to just record everything, and I'll catch what I can in prime time. Yeah, because human interest stories are pretty interesting, and some of the prime time, like hundred meter dash, and some of the the highlight events, and like in the past, it's been. I mean, the strangest thing is, is I feel bad. I know here, uh, although it's kind of fluctuating depending on the area with COVID stuff, we're kind of like feel like we're kind of on the other side. I mean, evidently, they are not on the other side, and it's going to be weird to see. Like, I want to see how they're going to do an opening ceremony tomorrow with like apparently a couple hundred people in a in a arena that holds like sixty thousand. Japan's basically down to only the Olympians. Not even their families are coming. Yeah, and there's some, and it's and that's a bit of a bummer to hear about like Olympians that didn't go because like I knew there was one woman who was like nursing a child and they said you can't bring the kid and she's like well I can't go then and there was a, and then I think there was a Paralympian that they wouldn't let her bring a person who like helps her get around yes I heard about that I think she's blind or something and like her, <laughs> I was like wait I was like wait wait, 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 wait. you can't anywhere. have you can't have the Paralympics and not let 
the Paralympians not have meet, accommodations and not have the yeah not have like their accommodations. That's not the, ADA compliant. It's, it's in Japan, correct? Yes. yes. Oh, they have robots for that. I mean, but I think the Japanese are. <laughs> Hello, I, really, I will help you get around. <laughs> so it's a bummer to see it under that kind of like turmoil in terms of I guess they don't really the Japanese people don't really want it right now. They're like we have better things to worry mm-hmm. about or more important things to worry about than this. But the TikTok has been set aflame by a Irish uh, gymnast who. Uh, who was jumping up and down in his bed because oh, the yeah. beds are made of cardboard. And apparently there are two different things that are being said about these Olympic accommodations. They're either trying to be super global friendly, whatever it's all recycled materials and it's all recyclable, but the beds are made out of cardboard. And then there's a bunch of other people that are saying, yeah, they're so that the Olympians don't have sex constantly on them and they don't break them. So then there's this Olymp- this gymnast guy who's literally jumping up and down on the bed, trying to break it. He's like, it's not breaking. It's going to be just fine for, all of the activities. Well, how, are, how are they supposed to have sex anyway? They're they're all like quarantined over there. Well, they're quarantined together. I think I mean, in the Olympic of. village. Almost but they every, can't. They ahead. can't like commingle with each other, as I understand it. I feel like it's very restricted. I, I feel like like the 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 college football coaches would be over there like trying to get them all to hook up and make the next super athlete. I feel like you guys are talking about kids having sex because they're all like fourteen damn years old. Well, I think There's the people was, that are like forty. I can't, I can't remember. Well, that's even weirder. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. How old are you, Jesse? I'm thirty five, but so I'm they're saying, all like thirty five. No, I, what I meant what I meant was like thirty fives and forty year, or fourteen year olds. But because a lot of the gymnasts are very young. Well, there's other sports. There's, a, there's golfers. I, there's I, I don't. Golfers. I can't remember when yeah. it started. If it was like the Atlanta Games or something, but at some point, that's when they we, started putting out condoms, mm-hmm. and they would disappear in like staggering numbers. And I think that they couldn't figure out whether or not they were actually being used. I think people are just keeping them super, like, when you walk by su- matchbooks. Yeah, they're super handy souvenirs. Yeah. to take. And because I think that they would talk, they about passed like, out fifty thousand. Yeah, they condoms. would go through like. I think it was a, check out my Olympic I condoms. Think, <laughs> yeah, I think the last Olympics, they I think it was over a hundred thousand condoms disappeared, and they think in. But it's also some of these athletes. Well, were distributed. They were well, I was distributed. Say, I think they, they put them in bins. They're gone. Them out. But I think it's this thing where like the athletes normally, some athletes are done in like the first week, and they just hang around and goof off for the rest of the time. And so I think that's what they thought they were doing with their time. But did you know I have an Olympic condom and it's also a Magnum? Do you really? I mean, no, I'm just okay. I was like, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's no, a, it, listen, I'm an Olympian and I, I use was, Magnum. I mean, I was, you know, well, I'm kind of a big deal. That's kind of a big deal on a first nice. date. I I can guarantee you that if I was there and I had access to them, I would bring a fistful yeah, of them back not? home and why pass not? them out to yeah, everybody I know. Funny. Hey, you want the Olympic condoms? Here's, here's from the be the most popular thing ever. I have the list of Olympic sports, Jesse. Like that's very a popular thing to do. Oh, John would definitely. I was still trying to figure Olympic out if I was attracted to Olympians because they all look androgynous to me. Like they're all like speedoed out or like single uniforms and they're like all muscular. You're like, you guys look like not from this planet. Sailing, fencing, field hockey, equestrian. We sent horses over there. Sport climbing, shooting. Skateboarding is not a summer sport. Is that a winter sport now? Skateboarding. Uh, skateboarding is absolutely on the list. Yeah, Volleyball, tennis, triathlon, wrestling, weightlifting. Is this? Can, is there any shooting events with rifles? Usually, it was like I know that's in the winter, on. but I know that's in the winter Maybe. when they know. do like they, the yeah, skiing and shooting. Thing. Yeah, I don't know if there's one where you just like get Canoeing, drunk on whiskey and go out in the shoot boxing. Shit. You can because <laughs> I would become Olympian. I'm like, yeah, let's say we could make so, that Olympics happen in the, already. In the winter right Olympics, they always say that the the one that everybody could do is the is the curling. Right? That just, uh, one of the podcasts that Zach and I listen to, they've been talking about how yeah, you could you could be an Olympic uh, curler in six weeks. 
I, I, I bet it looks, I bet it's a lot harder. They're the ones that drink all the McDonald's or ate all the McDonald's work. They got sponsored by McDonald's, didn't they? I'm sure it's incredibly yeah. difficult. I mean, it looks, it looks like a bunch of dudes who just like hang out at a bowling alley the rest of the season or something. Yeah. They don't look like, I bet that that's a lot harder than it looks. I, I was, I was told that I look like one of the USA curlers. Well, I'm looking, I could, I'll find a picture of him, but I honestly think I see it. It, it, yeah, they, they're every time he was on TV, people would be texting. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey TV man, again. we're all I'm pulling like, for yeah. you in Oslo. I'm looking at the list, and the one that I see that doesn't seem that it necessarily fits, and this is a horrible thing because I'm sure it's very difficult. Badminton, mm-hmm. you can be an Olympic level badminton player. That seems like a lot of work. Like the shot put, is that not a thing anymore? That's yeah. I'm not saying it's yeah. easy. It's a thing, but yeah. that's way easier than badminton. Maybe you just twirl a couple times and throw. I mean, Did you ever to, do it to be the best shot putter? Though to be the best, I understand. I, I'm not I mean, saying I, I, to be I, the best badminton player. Right, I, that's, I, I get it. I'm just like, <sighs> but is it the best? There's a lot of oh, you're an Olympian. Huh? Were back. you were you a basketball <laughs> player? Did you do swimming? No, badminton. 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 But damn it, <laughs> you made it. I don't care. Any one of them, I think, would be fantastic. It just sounds like a rich white person sport. Uh, that would be the rugby, the r- sailing. That's a I'm lot an Olympic of, level a sailor. That, a lot of that. Yep. Yeah, I think well, that's the, the other thing. Well, I think on one of the equestrian teams is uh, Bruce Springsteen's daughter. Yes, that sounds yeah. about right. And they're like, and they're like, he's put a lot of time in to help her get there. Like they live across the street from where the horses are kept, kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. The, I, it just seems all highbrow. It's like the Kentucky Derby on steroids. Karate, handball. I don't know. I'm, I'm cool with it. I think it's fine. I don't care. I yeah, just don't I mean, care. I'll watch it. I just it. don't care. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, I'm not going to be. The question was, do we care? So yeah, do it. you care? Yeah. Uh, and then I guess the U.S. women's soccer team has uh, has been in the headlines for being social uh, socially woke, uh, kneeling during the anthem, wearing BLM jerseys, and then they lost in the, the – the Olympics started. Some of these pool play things started before the opening ceremonies actually happened, so the American team – uh, went into the uh, Olympics ranked first, and they lost to the fifth-ranked Swedish team three to nothing, which is a total ass-kicking. Uh, the Swedes, the Swedes beat them before, though. This is like kind of an ongoing thing for them. But yeah, they started. They played at like four in the morning in the United States, and I'm like, how do all these conservatives know that the U.S. women's team lost or even care? <laughs> they got a, they got well, their ass kicked. They're, they're on an email list. Yeah, people that. people knew very quickly. Yeah, and, and they took joy in it. That was what I was going to say. Is like Twitter thinks I'm like a Republican, <laughs> so it sends me like updates through like the the push notifications, and it's some guy bitching about the women. Like he's not bitching about them losing. He's just like they deserve uh, the win. They were disgraced to America. I was like, Twitter, why do you think I want to see this? <laughs> Like, I don't care. This dude sucks. Like, I was like, who is this? I don't even know who he was. But it sounds like yeah. Matt Walsh. I, it was, With I feel like it was Dan. Or I, I just wish yeah. I, I don't, I, I have no idea. But anyway, it was, I was just like, people actually are upset. Uh, and I never looked, I never cared enough to go look and see why they were upset. I was like, who cares? So I, this is the first time I knew that they were like, they did stuff. I mean, it, it it's not the first time Olympians have used, the Olympics as a platform to express political speech or their viewpoint or whatever. So it's like, this isn't novel, right? This right. isn't something that's different. It's just today's version of it. This is just a different version of that. And you know, sure. They, they're allowed to do it under the rules. So. so, so all these things are happening before the opening ceremony. There are, like I said, there, it sounds like there's some pool play for some of these larger tournament style things. 
where they do they they work it out ahead of time. Well, I got you. So has badminton happened yet? Or that, is that like worthy? Of Man, like, I think that's prime. Are they still time shooting the arrows into that big thing? Like that was the coolest part of the opening series. It's all on a wire, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, listen, uh, there was, was like, a whole controversy today. Th- you know what I'm talking I about? Don't, I don't remember. There that are, that was like, no. yeah, like, like, was that the Atlanta games or something like that? Yeah. They had an archer light that they don't, we don't know. They how don't do gonna, this every time. It's so. always the so same. They design that's it and choreo the, 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 limp, the opening and closing ceremonies are this choreographed thing. Do they hire North and, Korea to do that? So no, here's the thing is that there, there was a firing yesterday because the person, the, like two of the top people in charge of the, the, the big party for the Japanese got fired. One got fired for being a bully in elementary school. Oh, and the other one got fired for some, uh, anti Holocaust stuff mm. that came about. Yeah. So I don't know how you get this far down the line in your life. And then you get fired the day before the big thing you were doing people with pink hair researching them. <laughs> Sometimes it's blue hair. Sometimes it's blue. I think one of those things is not like the other, though. <laughs> it's a bully in elementary school, and this guy, he's an anti Semite. I yeah. mean, it's kind of a. Is he an anti Semite or is he a Nazi denier? Like a, a whatever. Holocaust, de- Holocaust denier. denier. No, no. I feel like it's, just, it's just what the Google machine told me yeah. this morning when I, when I said, hey, what's the news? I'm not saying that one's better than the other. I just feel like there's a. Like, you can be both, but I don't think they're always. Boy, like, can you imagine being a Holocaust denier and a bully in elementary school? I, you probably were. Zach, what were you saying about. <laughs> Before Zion, Jeremiah really interrupted you, like he does every episode. Well, the, the the way that they light the Olympic flame is different for every Olympics, uh, and so yeah, that was one. So that's how they get you to watch every year, huh? Yeah, because then there was one. There was one that Muhammad Wait, Ali so we see lit. How we do it in twenty twenty one. That's the kind of the big surprise they haven't released how they what Ignited. the opening ceremonies can be like. And some people wonder what the opening Latulets. ceremony is going to look like because they're telling athletes to stay home. Until right before their event, so a lot of the teams aren't there yet, and they're not releasing how they're going to do it. Like, some, it's like because it's, it's going to be a mostly empty stadium, and some people joked they're just going to have like one person from each country come out or something. Like, how are you going to do it with COVID? But we'll yeah, see. Hmm. I think they're going to use drones. So that would be cool, or maybe at the ultimate sacrifice, they just kick one dude in the fire. Just, <laughs> this is Japan. Not Sparta. Yeah, that was that was for the Greek. Uh, you know, go back to the Greek uh, original <laughs> the, there. The director of the Olympics opening ceremony, Kenarto Kobayashi, was fired because of a 1990s video of him appearing to make jokes about the Holocaust. Wow, that was the that was his uh, his or her great disgrace. And the other individual who was fired was the composer for the opening ceremony music, a lady. And she was a bully. Unbelievable. That's that's the amazing one. Wow. The bully. I mean, well, how old were these people? You can probably. Oh, my God. When they committed the problem is Cornelius resigned Monday after coming under fire for bullying classmates, including. Oh, boy. Forcing a child with mental disability to eat feces and masturbate in further classes. That's a rough one. That is yeah. pretty tough. Omayata had addressed at the unapologetically time of the described <laughs> the incidents to a local magazine in the 90s, and the interviews have resurfaced recently. Mm. So that is troubling. Do you think kids go around? They're like, look. <laughs> I am not going to make you do this because I want to uh, this, conduct the Olympics. And that's the only reason. This is troubling. Doing it right now. This is troubling that I, you know, this was a cold read. So I didn't know what it was. I mean, look, <laughs> it's, it's got dark all of a sudden. 
we all, darker than that. We're all like, it's cloud. just bullying. It's just bullying. <laughs> they did what? Oh, man. Okay. Oh, it did kind of cross the line. But, you did, but how did they, they – they put a record of it out there. Like we all talk about, like my generation, like man, we're glad we don't have social media and stuff. But these, there was documentation. Yeah, of they went these to the news, the land like, of the yep. Sony camera. Everybody recorded everything yeah, in the '90s, ooh. and obviously, well, they said it, no. They said it went to the paper. They're like, "Yep, I made them eat shit." <laughs> and more. why did you tell them? Why did you? What are you doing? You're doing this wrong. I don't know how you guys do it in Japan County, but that's not how we do it over here. Jesse, would you say that you're outraged over this? Over what? Over the firing. The firing? No, I don't care. Well, don't see, this care. is this proves the point of hot takes with Sean that's coming up uh, right now. Oh, my wow. position because, slightly shifted when you read the, when you heard what you did. I was like, man, it's one of those things that you're like uh, bullying. I thought, hey, bully, we're yeah, picking on the short bully, kid yes. or we're shoving them down. I was going to see like almost any kid you could find somebody who said that that kid bullied them at some point because what's bullying? But then you read that and you're like. Well, I don't think you can find that out and ignore it. Like, but you've, like, again, yeah. I just, my problem is like, how old were they? Did they apologize? There's, I like, there's more to the story than like, yeah, it happened. And, and how are we only now finding out two <laughs> yeah. years before the before. freaking Olympics? <laughs> yeah. Again, because people in purple hair are on the internet. People, yeah, there research. are folks that are looking hard at that point. <clears throat> so Sean is, uh, is being a conservative nowadays just being outraged over bullying in the Olympics and over the girls? No. Being <laughs> a conservative the- nowadays is being outraged that Mr. Potato Head is transgendered or that Dr. Seuss is banned or whatever. And it's just the, the thing about conservative politics I find fascinating going forward. I think it's an advantage for libertarians is that there, there's like this social narrative and it's always like the, the issue du jour. Or like just dumbass like Ted Cruz or whoever these people are that are leading the Republican Party, whoever that's going to be in the future. And they don't actually do policy or real politics anymore. It's just just reactionary. Can you believe it's all reactionary? Just can you believe this? It's talk get, show. Just old people just riled up. Commentary. And, and then I'm on, you know, I'm at the Y and then I've, I get that's my only time to really see Fox News. It's all muted, but it's just. It's just incredible to me what they cover, and it's like, can you believe what some guy you've never heard of said about this? And then, and then you listen to everybody parrot it back to themselves yeah. for the next four days. So you get into that echo chamber thing, but it, it just really struck me recently. I've been thinking about this that there is no post Trump, there is no conservative like movement. It's all just like a bunch of angry, just old people watching Fox news and just getting riled up that just mad and bitter there. There is, but it's not, they're canceling the Christmas, Sean. Did you hear that? But they're canceling Christmas. There, there's been a war on, I've been, I've been watching Bill O'Reilly for many years. There's been a war on Christmas for a long time. I can and, take you to the heartland of the war on Christmas. Yeah. Knightstown, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the Starbucks cups. I thought no, that was ground zero. That was ground zero. <laughs> It was That's where the bombs dropped. It made it. This is where the national cross, news. This is where the cross was or wasn't. The cross on the, the Christmas tree. Hey, I'm with them in the town Don't put square. The damn cross on the tree, but I'm also not going to be enough to be like, you guys got to get that down. Yeah, I'm just like, as long as I can put my baphomet up right next to it, we're good. And they're like, wait, what? I'm like, forget <laughs> it's, it. It's just the the whole movement itself is just a reactionary 
series of news articles or things you share on Facebook. And that's part of why I got off of Facebook was just because it's just this inane circus, this inane, like it's clickbait, just this constant uh, parade of just the, the, the most pointless, like least impacting on my life type of things. And that's what they expect you to, to believe in. But there's, it's interesting to me because there's like in the nineties, when I was growing up, there was also this like religious, like Christian conservative kind of backbone to it. So it's like, we're against rap music because it's not, you know, satanic or whatever, right. or we're against like pop culture. Cause it's not for Jesus, but like Trump has totally removed that. I know that there are Christians that support Trump and I, you know, I respect everybody's, you know, personal beliefs or whatever, but at the same time, there's no, that's not part of it anymore. It's more of like a, a reactionary to, uh, to whatever the whatever's happening in the pop culture, and why aren't why aren't our values being reflected in what I see on TV, and what and that's that's all the movement is anymore. And I just don't think there's anywhere else to go. I just I really don't think there's any future for conservatism beyond more of that perpetuation of that. And I think that's that could be a boon to libertarians. So somewhere some of these young like practical people are going to find some place to go because like. You can't sit with me, on Peepaw, listening to Tucker Carlson every night without like just literally without like your, just gouging your eyes your out. Brain cells just like just dying off. And see, that's what sucks because like Tucker Carlson is actually a very bright guy, but he just like but um, he knows where his bread's buttered. No, I think I, no, I, I, I think when you do ten years me, of reps on Fox, Fox yeah. News, it just becomes that's the gig. Well, you know, and Bill O'Reilly wasn't there, and he kind of helped. Then Sean Hannity kind of couldn't feel the shoes, and but. There are really good, um, some really good stuff on YouTube of like Tucker Carlson from back in the day. And like you watch it, like what the hell happened? Like, and it's obviously it's money and just Rupert Murdoch or whoever the hell owns Fox News these days, like just fattening what? his pockets and he does his dance. He's a jester. Whoever, for the fucking, like, whoever is the face of the show is not designing the programming. Correct. No, I doing. agree, but he right. has to do the act right. And Glenn Beck got in the same mm-hmm. problem. And that's why when Glenn Beck left, he was not Glenn Beck that you knew from Fox news. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even Glenn Beck that you knew at CNN. He's just a different character altogether, a, a much more palatable person. Um, Cause you can watch the blaze and not just be like, what the hell's going on? You can watch the blaze. You might not like it, but it's still not, it's not kind of that. weird being in his own Oval Office, though, wasn't it? <laughs> I, yeah, but the so my point being is that there is a room for conservative people, and you know, like some of my friends who are kind of leftists or like more moderate or were like you know closer to like the the middle, like they're seeing they're turned off by like the reaction of the left, right? And they are they are trying to find places, and they're most of it's in podcasting, so that is where a lot of it is. Like, um, there was a lot of good conversations. People are not getting pissed off. They talk about, you know, the potato head thing to some degree, but I would argue that that's, they don't talk about that. I think in the podcast world, you're jumping off the rat on the wheel, just of, of the churn of the national. And you're having it, you're having a conversation about what you want to talk about. You're listening to some people that are, are thoughtful and it's not just the sound bites. That's, right. Well, that's exactly. I think, I think that's, that's what exactly what, what, what we've got. Yeah. I and mean, they, they, they provide the commentary on sound bites, but they're, they all have conversations with people who, you know, are not aligned politically at all. And, um, no one's, 
no one's getting pissed off at each other. Like, and I love it because it's like you could have deep conversations. Uh, like Lex Friedman is like, or Friedman is like a a great. He talks to all kinds of people, um, from different sides and asks them questions about like what's going on with you know politics and stuff, uh, and non politics stuff. And it's just always a great conversation. And it's like two hour format, so it's not designed to like try to get them to say something they don't want to say. Um, it's just natural flowing conversation, but I was saying like, I, why I want to get off of Facebook is because of this problem and where, and I, I want to, I like, I don't, I try not to share memes anymore. Cause I feel like it's memes to me. Like I like, again, reflected was like, we're just our grandparents sitting forwards to each other. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is how I fucking mm-hmm. feel right now. And it's, <laughs> and I was like, it's stupid. It's so stupid. It's like, look at this funny thing today. Look, I send it over. See what, I you see it what Garfield did, the funny papers? Yeah. And it's it's like, dude, this is so stupid. This is the dumbest shit in the world. Can yeah. we stop doing this and like have a conversation and quit quit trying to make the next buck or the next uh the you next know, viral yeah, the next shit post about something that's just like mm. so that you get like fourteen likes or whatever. Cause like I reply to my friends and like I'm be counter to whatever they're doing. And they're like, well, why don't you want to do that? I'm like, I don't want to have this conversation. I'm just answering your question. You asked one question. I said, no, mm-hmm. that's it. Um, so I don't know. I'm with you. I, I, I would love to get off Facebook, but where, um, where does conservatism go? Post parlor. This, this is the most interesting part though. Where, where does conservatism go post Trump beyond like this sort of cycle of, now, I'm, I heard about this thing. It makes me so mad. I heard about this thing. It makes me so mad. I, well, I, I think that you could so be, mad. I think being mad and how you respond to like, you can like having a negative response, right? is fine. I think that's fine. Yeah. It's how you handle your, how you handle yourself when you're, you're having it. Right. Mm-hmm. I think and, they're in the wilderness again until they find their identity. Well, those mm-hmm. people are lost. It you, is, they're a lost cause. It's the other group that's going to come in and having these conversations are the new conservatives. I think it's the, I think it's a life cycle of a, of a political party. And my view is that it's about 1977 for the Republicans right now. Mm-hmm. You're coming out of, out of a, what I would view as a very dark time, similar to what you had with Watergate with, with the Trump administration. And now you've got the, you know, the equivalent of a Jimmy Carter era right now where you've got a generic Democrat president. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll see if you get yourself a Ronald Reagan or what happens next. No, that's, you might you get have yourself to be in the Trump because he can run again. Right. And he then just we'll see, CPAC. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. He can win the Republican nomination and then I guess they'll steal another election from him. Well, this isn't a problem for Democrats because like they're always like the Democratic Party is always ready to reload with whoever after Obama, like. It, you know what I mean? It's it's always like then Hillary was up and she lost like in a historic fashion, which is really on the margins, pretty close. Ron but DeSantis, then, buddy. Then Ron DeSantis. I would is love next. to see Ron DeSantis run for president. That would be like the that would be like the funniest thing ever to me. Governor but, of Florida. But then the, you got Biden. You just got all these old mummies. You can keep rolling out as the Democrats for the Republicans. Like none of these guys have any like real independent thoughts or charisma or really anything. There's no like juice. And so Trump had that personality. Trump had that magnetic thing that people just were attracted to for whatever reason. But where do you go post Trump beyond this echo chamber is my question. 
And I think you're right. I think they go into the wilderness and we'll see what happens. But you're going to have some thought leaders come about and you're going to have you're going to have a young governor. You're going to have a senator that makes a difference that actually cares about policy. But who's like a young, charismatic Republican right now? Like Tom Cotton. Like, get out of here. God, please. Like, no. I mean, they, who who's on the bench? Peter Meyer. I don't even know who Peter Meyer is. I, he's a freshman congressman from Michigan. The, that's that's where you're going. Yeah, like, that's, you're I questioning mean, like in four years to three years, right? Like that's what you're getting at. And Zach is I mean, short Peter Meyer right now. Both. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they would do. What's Zach doing? I said he's googling Peter Meyer. Right oh, now. but yeah. I, I to me, it, it is a good place for. I would say like Meyer, um, like Meyer store. It's, it's a good place for. Like um, moderate Republicans, like do those step exist in. anymore? Like I mean, other than no, like they do. Joe I, Scarborough or like I don't know. I think that it's they still have a libertarian mindset of like, look, like, and this is where like this is the problem, right? Is like the, the fracturing between the extremisms is a problem right now, and it, it's a problem from the left. It's a problem for the right because the left just wants to turn all the light switches on. The right's trying to turn them all off. And you're like, yeah, you can't do it like this. Like you can't, but there are definitely Republicans who don't care if you're gay. They don't care if you're black. They don't care if you're transgender. Like it's not my fucking problem. Republicans. Yes. Uh, (laughs) I I know a couple, I know a couple, but they're, they're like, Dis, they're they're disenfranchised too. Like I mean, uh, Sean was talking about being at the Y. The Y is a fascinating place because the TVs will be on multiple channels at once. So you can literally have one of them on Fox News and the one next to it's on like CNN, and you just watch yeah. and look at I how dumb that. everything that they're <laughs> outraged is. Like like I think when I was last there, I think there there was like a serious discussion about dolls on Fox, and I can't remember what they were upset about on CNN, but. It, Anybody with any common sense looked at both of them and said, this is dumb. Like there's not anything smart going on. It's, either one of them. It's, it's they're mad sports, about dumb stuff. It's like, it's like sports center. It's like where it's just like, they're just talking. Like they don't have any point. They just talk about what's going on. And it's like, I don't know. I hate it. Like I can't, I can't stand sports center. Or the, who's the dude that yells all the time on ESPN? Stephen A. Smith. Yes. It's like that. I can't believe you know anybody on, on ESPN. It's that. Well, yells a lot, you know. Yeah. But it, I, when we I go to the, who he was, I go, though, well, I go to the Mexican restaurant. We call it loud and louder. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he, but he, that is the news. Like that, he's, he is mimicking he, or whatever, like the, the larger outlet news. And he's like funneling it in the sports. And that's why he has that personality. That is gross. Like I hate it. It's disgusting. Um, just like Coors Light. It's disgusting, folks. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. But yeah, it's like Rosie O'Donnell. I, yeah, I just can't stand it. I, uh, I just, I can't, I can't stand it or I just, can't stands you. Can't stands you. Yeah, I just can't, I can't deal with it. Like, I, I can't, I'm like overloaded where I'm just like, God, the, the IQ on television is like 20. And you're just like, I can't deal with this. Are like, you just mad you don't have one of those jobs? No. Because you'd have to fly there. No. Well, first off, I don't want to be. Do- I would never want to like just create this persona of like something that's not me. Like I'm very vulgar, and people know that about me. And if they it's don't, after they eight, it's okay learn. now. I know. Well, it doesn't matter to me. I just keep, just keep doing it. Oh, who's what is the reason behind this? Is this a Facebook rule? Is this Zach's kids rule? It's a show rule. I know, but what about my, the- it was not my kids rule. It was um. Uh, it was some. It was a Patreon member, Kristen Kronk. 
Yeah, whose kids would be up and then they watch the live stream. I mean, I'll be honest. So it's a, you you got it right on the nail because I think you quietly dropped the f bomb at eight oh two tonight. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I looked at the clock and I was like, well, I mean, rules are rules, and he followed the rules. I don't even remember. I but see that's so anyway. I just I don't even. It's not a like I have to actively not do that, which is like weird, and um. It's like, it's almost like the reverse of most people where they actively have to use them. I'm like, this is just how I talk. But anyway, the, I've lost my whole train of thought because of that side split. Can't stand you. Yeah. I just don't like, yeah. People being fake. Like it just drives me insane. Like you're creating a fake persona. You're perpetuating really terrible ideas. Uh, and you're, you, you know that you are creating propaganda. So, did you enjoy your time with Rob Kendall at the house party? Then? I never talked to him. So, uh, I, I seriously didn't talk to him. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I just, I, 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 that's why I listen to podcasts. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Is like the people who can't stand it are going into the like arguably the underground, right, and getting content from other places that isn't these mainstream media places and. There are a lot of my friends who were literally Obama voters who were like, what the hell's going on? And they're like trying to find stuff. And they're like, I can't believe that. Like, I can't believe that I thought this way and that, and they're like, they're reading conservative news and they're doing things that are a little bit different. So I think you're, there's like a, a boiling happening lower below us of people who are consuming conservative viewpoints and, getting rid of what they don't want. Right. And then you're going to get this, this more moderate position again, hopefully Uh, it just seems that way, at least for people with higher IQs, Uh, people with like Eagle t-shirts and gold belt buckles and jeans and cowboy boots you're not changing those minds. It's just not happening. Bill Lowry's in the chat and he says, this is crap. You're turning into the tonight show. I tune in to see Dakota Davis only to see a guest host. Oh, well maybe next week. I don't know who that is. Dakota Davis. Yeah. Nobody's ever. No, the guy (laughs) talking. Dakota, once again, uh, he had 75% of a pie that came off the floor, and he's uh, he's struggling with Montezuma's Revenge. Zach, you've been Googling over there. Did you learn anything about Peter Meyer? I learned a lot about Peter Meyer. Uh, so he is a grandson of the founder of the Meyer grocery chain. Um, yeah, newly elected Michigan, uh, voted on a, or w- ran on a platform of being pro-Trump, but also voted for the second impeachment and uh, accepted the election results and s- decided to like move on from life. A, a true maverick. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> but, and this is what it got him. <laughs> the mold to, of John McCain. He had to alter his personal habits after he did that and had to buy body armor because of all the death threats he got. Ooh. And he also has condemned uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene for being He's uh he, so holds he, sounds, the, he sounds like a reasonable human being. Thirty three years yeah. old. Uh, I think he went to one of the prestigious colleges. He's a veteran. He's a veteran. Uh, yeah, yeah went to Columbia and NYU. Uh, BA at, well, he's at Columbia. Somebody that's, he's MBA somebody that's under NYU. like eighty that that has actually like Thir- apparently done some things. Thirty three years old. It's the seat that was held by former President Ford and just uh, vacated by Libertarian Congressman Justin, Justin Amash. So yeah. Anyway, that's the guy. That would, if that's you're looking him. for a future for the Republican Party, pick somebody like that, and then maybe people come out of the wilderness. You need a Mitch Daniels. It's but not Mitch is work, too damn though. old. No, he's, it's not going to work. But that's your that's your way out. Here's if why. you want to get people, it doesn't sell advertisements. 
That's why it's not going to work. You need controversy. If you don't have controversy, you can't sell. Well, I mean, if you've got the Meyer Superstore, uh, yeah, how are those? They're turning those things into churches. (laughs) Look at how well that worked out. Bill Lowry's in the chat. He's the auctioneer that sold the pie. Uh, he says that pie was perfectly fine when I bought it, and then the tornado Jesse Riddle got to that it. Did happen? Knocked the pie on the ground, and now here we are down a host. Well, he still got paid. <laughs> yes, he did. It's all, it all worked out great. It's again, it's a charity pie auction. Nobody made any money. It all went to scholarship. Somebody made some money. Yeah, the four inches did. Yeah. Uh, the scholarship fund did. Somebody got it went money to the from a sixty-five dollar pie. It was uh, the biggest one was like three hundred eighty-five dollars. Yeah. I got the cheap pie. I, I bought it with a coupon. I'm never buying pies there. Sean, how about vaccines? Vaccines. There's, there's been this, this finger pointing uh, with Facebook and the Biden administration, and they didn't achieve their goal, and people aren't getting their vaccines, and it's all somebody else's fault. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're stuck with this for the foreseeable This is future. forever now. This He's- is like just the new normal in American life, just like everything else we got to put up with that should not be a thing, but it's just like, well, we can't do anything about it. Oh, well, and... It would just move on just from ignorance. And uh, just, I, I was thinking back to last year and how when this started, Holcomb came out with this timeline. And he's like, well, by July 4th, everything's going to be opened up. We're all going to be back to normal. Everything's going to be good, 100%. I mean, even with the vaccines, you're going to see variants and everything like this. And then you've got people who are – the scariest ones are the, the really educated people. I know people with high degrees, we will say – that will not take the vaccine because they'll say, well, it's whatever. And it's, it's just, we're never going to get past this. So Mm-mm. just get buckle in, get used to it. It's part of American life. Now this is just what we deal with along with climate change, along with this <laughs> other stuff. This is just what happens now in America. We get to see the, the wildfire smoke from the West, Western part of the United States. I've never seen ever living in Indiana. My, my opinion of it at this point is, I got the vaccine because I was so uh, there were many reasons, but just the one that would sell me alone. The single solitary point is I'm so damn irritated by I hung out with Jesse mm-hmm. and Jesse wasn't vaccinated and I'm not vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And Jesse turns out his sister or his uncle or somebody has it. And now I've got a problem and I have to go get tested. And then I saw Sean and it's this game of telephone that happens. Mm-hmm. And the next three weeks of shit that I have planned is interrupted. And if I just get this stupid damn shot, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. And if I do get COVID, well, that's I'm going to be actually fine. Care these people who aren't getting vaccinated also didn't care about that. Well, yeah, but uh, <laughs> so like that's the problem. But when you get but when you get when you did get sick, you would then. get tested, and even the people that don't care would still report, generally speaking, that they've got COVID. Uh, Most of them, I think, maybe no. they want the time off work, Jesse. So. Uh, <laughs> So and I'm not I'm not saying that like but like, it's it, it to me it feels like getting control of my body and my schedule again mm-hmm. the things that I care about the predictability of you know what I can show up and I know I can do this show every week well Jerry they got you right where they want you yeah they've they've really hoodwinked me into, into committing <laughs> to this program you wanted your life back <laughs> yeah. Anthony Fauci made you do this uh, podcast for the rest of your life now uh, it is a life we're going to blame Fauci for this the uh, so Mitch McConnell's pro vaccine today or yesterday he came out and was like I didn't know this was going to be a big deal. <laughs> uh, that's how I do. I don't even know how they that's that's talk. I just know he's like turtle, turtle. He looks like a fucking turtle, and yeah, yeah. I was going to be a problem. Profile encouraged for this guy to come out. What a like, year! Good lord. Yeah. Like, so he, like, he is so detached. From, that's the other part about these older politicians. They're so detached from reality 
they they have no idea what the normal person experience of life is. So like this guy has, he probably didn't have any clue. Yeah, I eat with these with people. people. <laughs> I ate breakfast with these types of people. The uh, so it's, I, I think it was is this at the Gas America. No, down this in is at Birch, Birch Tree. Uh, it's a nice establishment. That's okay. where that nice breakfast burrito comes. That's from. where you eat for. That's where you eat with Mitch McConnell. Uh, well, well, people his age. Okay, all right. And they just sit there like. <laughs> Like they're like doped up on pain pills and shit. They just don't know what's going on, but um, not because they're uh, drug seekers. They're just old people who are in pain, and that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. But the um, yeah, I it was just funny because he's like, "All right, we got to do this," and now they're saying what they said today was that um, if you don't get it, what were they, What was it? What did I just read? If you don't get it, like they're trying to force it for something, um. That was what I was reading. I forget what it was though. What was the outcome? You have to get it or something's going to happen. Were, I don't I, have to, I don't know. It's always carrot and stick. Or, or Fauci is going to come door to door. That's another conspiracy theory. You know, they're going to come door to door and they're going to put needles in your kids' faces and like that. Whatever. It's that you, kind you of You can stuff. make whatever decision you want to make at this point. I don't, I don't care if you do or not. I know I've had, I have control of me. Yeah. I know that I'm good. This and I, Tim Pool. I need to figure it out. My only issue is like we could have we could have beat this. Sure, and we just decide like we literally decide not we're to. We're too damn out of, stubborn out of stupidity. We're too damn stubborn out of just sheer stupidity. We decided, you know, we really don't want to do this thing. It's not real anyway. Or you know, Fauci's making money from the Chinese or whatever. Whatever the the conspiracy theory du jour is, and Facebook has done their role in and not policing any of that. Which well, I will ask the question this way. Free speech, things like that. Do we all actively have adults in our lives that are able to take the vaccine, but haven't done it? People in our circle? Yeah. I For me, yeah. Yeah. Do what? Oh, thanks for participating. Jason. I was, no, yeah. I was looking. <laughs> I was Do we all at- actively have people in yeah. our circle as adults that are intentionally not taking the vaccine? 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Same for me. I do too. But it's their I, choice. I, I if they don't want to, then they, they've made the decision. They know what the risk is. People joke about how we should just, as a society, should take the warning labels off and just let nature take its course. And this is that happening. I've been play, I've been asking for this way. for 16, since I was 16 years old. <laughs> You've been praying for this? Yeah, let's get rid of them. Well, you are never going to be in charge of the Olympic opening ceremony after that comment. Oh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, Tim Pool had posted this. But anyway, uh, it's from the New York Post. Get vaxxed or get ready for lockdowns, McConnell warns. So, it's not, it's just not no, based in anything, though. I mean, it's you've just, lost your, th- it, they've lost their authority yeah. to do that, too. At this point, because the vaccinated population is more than 50%, mm-hmm. people are not going to agree to that. They're not even going to agree gonna, to wear a mask anymore. No, it's done. Yeah, it's you, done. And, and done. even as a vaccinated person, I'm like, you guys live in a weird world where, like, yeah, here, well, Indianapolis people are still wearing masks and they're vaccinated. So, yeah, done. Liberals over are going to continue I'm, I'm over doing it. it. <laughs> Flying on an airplane in three months. I and I'm like, someone, ah, maybe. I saw someone riding a bicycle last night still with a mask on. Just I like, haven't had a mask on in seven weeks. Blowing my mind. Seven weeks since I've had my mask. I don't wear a mask. Somebody anymore. served me something the other day. Still had a mask on. Where was I? Servers still have them on in places. I still saw, you know, like I was in North Carolina. I saw some people wearing them, like in restaurants. For the most part, not employees. But it was some Taco people, Bell. That's where I saw. Um, I'm assuming from like out of town. And some people, like if some people didn't get vaccinated and they're actually wearing masks because they're not vaccinated, I know at least one couple that are doing that, and they had valid reasons for not having been vaccinated yet. I'm like, well, good for them for like at least following what 
businesses are asking you to do. Yeah, I still saw a couple here. And then there's some at the office where I work. There's still some people that the Canadians have caught up and they, uh, they mm-hmm. think they're actually going to pass the Americans now. Uh, and we are going to be allowed into Canada starting August 7th if you're passing uh, in a ground crossing. But we Americans will not let the dirty Canadians in yet through at least August 21st. Good. Yeah, no. we shouldn't let them in. Any any basis or just damn I just damn constantly, you maple leaves. I just want to tell people I don't like Canadians. I just want that to be something that I'm known for that I don't actually care about. <laughs> just like sports. I used to be that I was like, yeah, they're fucking French, but I turned out to be forty percent French. Passport? No. Will you go get it so I can take you to Canada and we'll have some fun? I will. I need. Well, we'll that drive. requires. I, I, of course, we're driving. Yeah. We can go to wherever the one place with the W. It begins with a W. It's Winnipeg? a whiskey town. No, 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 no. Windsor. 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 Oh, across from. Detroit, yeah. South of Detroit. I'll but go with you. We'll do it together. I'm, it's not a problem. On I a Saturday. Have I ever took the time to well, do it? Go mail your thing off and we'll go. Road trip. You, Boss you Hawk Podcast on the road. We'll do it in the winter I when we go no to the other place. Version. International Boss Hog. We're going to go. We're going to tear the Molson factory and we'll go do uh, Budweiser. Uh, I'm going to strip club if I go to Windsor. But yeah. I'll do that too. That's why you go to Windsor. I don't know what the hell you're doing <laughs> going to some factory of marshmallows or whatever the fuck it was, but. Molson. What Molson. is Molson? It's beer. Canadian beer. Oh, my bad. Molson and Labatt's, buddy. Yeah. I know about Labatt's, but yeah, I didn't know Molson. what Molson was. You nice. are you are uncultured swine. I only know because I'm a hockey fan. I've been to <laughs> Buffalo, too, so that's kind of big over there. Yeah. I kind of know because they sponsored IndyCar races. It was like the Molson Indy. It's a Toronto race. Yeah. All right, Zach, we're at that time in the show where we start to do final thoughts. Do you have any thoughts? Uh, have I bullied you enough about the upcoming events that we can try to go to together? No, not really. Oh, by the way, if people want to see the curling team member that looks like Sean Rao, and he does, yeah. it's Matt Hamilton on the Olympic curling team. My boy. And he did, yeah. he does. Did you Google Sean Rao curling lookalike? I How do. did you no. find this? Yeah. I do wear I, a lot of red hats. Well, I mean, so. I think there's only like four guys on yeah. the Olympic curling team. So you just Google USA Olympic curling team, and it's pretty quick to figure out like who's who. Yeah, and if he if yeah, his baseball cap on. He has some great outfits that he's got pictures of him on. Yeah. But like, you think he likes he, to call them outfits? People, people, by the way, no. Well, in the one of them, he's in like a, a looks like probably plastic, but it's like a silk star spangled banner robe with like the '80s sunglasses. So that's an outfit. I'm not referring to his uniform, but people that think that curling's easy, this dude is on the ground, sliding, very bendy. Yes. And I, I don't have that kind of flexibility. I couldn't get back up. Yeah. I would just be down there. And I Zach, would just, you're the most athletic, athletic of all uh, of us. Man, you run I'm, ten I'm, miles a I'm day. Broken for fun. down and old. I would the position he's in. I would just slowly fall over, mm-hmm. and that's how I would get out of that position. So if anybody doesn't think curling's like, oh, this is a good question. How old do you think? I mean, I don't know if I'm going to effort this. I'm going to paint myself into a box. How old is the oldest active Olympian this year? Oh, I bet there's somebody that's in like their 60s from some oddball country. There always is in the sixties, late thirties. I was going to say forty-one. You'd be shocked. Let's look. Man, I don't know who the oldest Olympian is, though. This is. uh, I mean, if you're specifying from the United States, that's no any. Who is the oldest Olympian? I'm looking. I found an article here. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, because Zach says he's too old and broken down for that. Um. 62-year-old Australian equestrian, wow. three-time Olympic gold medalist Andrew Hoy will compete 62. in his eighth Olympics and will be the oldest 
Australia's oldest male Olympic competitor in history. Was he at the first Olympics? He might have been. He yeah. Probably, yeah. And then the youngest, and there's another <laughs> one. There's another woman from Uzbekistan who's 46. There is a 66-year-old Olympian that I am finding. Yeah. Mary Hanna. That is insane. Is that the 66? I think you said 62. This one says this guy's 62 years old, and he's on the Australian equestrian team. There's also a 46-year-old woman on the um, Uzbekistan gymnastics team. I think she's the one I was thinking of that's always there. And there's a couple of 12-year-olds that are like skateboarders. They're the youngest. But there's always some like oddball country that's got like six people in their Olympic squad, and then they'll have some kind of fluke. Although equestrian sports, you can do that when you're older because the horse is doing some of the heavy lifting. I guess I was, I, I thought maybe 40. So yes, in the sixties is an insanity. Jesse, you could still have an Olympic dream. I'm not doing it. Okay. Otherwise fourth Fridays tomorrow. So check that out, whether it should be, it shouldn't be too bad. It's about to get hot for the weekend, but that'll be good to go to. And otherwise, uh, I don't know where Cade's been, but LNK go get some beef and go check out whatever they're doing on Saturdays. They do a little mini thing on Fridays where they have people over there. And I'm still peer pressuring Zach to come to Nashville with me to go watch the Indy cars. My August is trying to get real busy. Uh, it's going to be still, fun. I'm still, I've, it's going to be fun. First world problems. I went to the office four days this week in a row. It's the first time I've done that in a year and a half. And oh it's my rough. I can't so, believe it's it. a real time. You know, it's really bad because your way of getting there. Actually, it's not too bad to get there from here. You it? said to, it was fine coming to get, home today. To get there is fine. No, yesterday yeah, I was no, able to take soon. 70 home. And I it only took fixed. me an extra like 15 minutes, but normally it's been an hour and five to get home. And normally it would be 40, but today it didn't even show 70 as an option. Like ways didn't even have it in the first three options was to take 70. <laughs> so I don't know what happened. I think that norm- I've been working like five 30 this week. And so I think that it's been quieting down because it's been a toss up. But if you're on, if you're using ways and you get to Greenfield and it says anything more than 45 minutes on 70, then uh, get off of the uh, get off 70, turn left, and turn right at the nearest 300, three, 300 three north. highway. 300 no, north. I 234. I take 234. Oh, highway, sorry. Yeah, I was turn right, yeah. But, but watch out, though, because the local, <laughs> local law enforcement have figured out that there's a bunch of angry commuters on that road, and they've been patrolling it because I've been regularly in the flow of traffic doing it well in excess of the speed limit. On I was road. doing 57 miles an hour on that day, today on that road, just getting blown by. I was. I was in the flow a couple weeks ago doing like almost 70. <laughs> I was on 300. And there was, if you there need a good defense attorney's uh, number, Sean Rao will, uh, will happily <laughs> deal with your, uh, your issue for in Henry County. Are you only doing defense attorney work? I, I do defense work. I do family law. I represent planning commission. Um, that's what I'm doing right now. But yeah, I don't, I don't travel outside of Henry County. I stay like in my little comfort zone, a little bubble. I think, yeah, I think my problem would be in, it would probably be in Hancock County. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> would you travel to Hancock? For money. County? I've done, For I've done money. jury trial in Hancock County. Yeah. I've done some other stuff in Hancock County. I just, I'm too busy now. Yeah. It doesn't need that. To travel. I'm not surprised. I plan on getting arrested in Henry County if I need it. So it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll definitely be Sean here. John, what do we got, man? Final thoughts? Anything we left out? Uh, need to need yeah, to cover? Everything is good. Thanks for having me. Been having Thanks for reminding s- me that you're on today. Having a good summer. Went to uh, Door County, Wisconsin. Definitely recommend that. And then went to Market, Michigan. Did some charter fishing. Caught I saw some, the big uh, the big Michigan trip. Caught some on, on the Instagram. Uh, caught some lake trout. Did you feel your freezer? 
We uh, we ate half for the catch, and then we froze the rest. So it's uh, we had a great time though, and it was really well needed. Well, I needed it, and uh, good time with family. So I would definitely recommend that kind of stuff for people if you like north cooler temperatures in the summer, like outdoors, like hiking, doing all those kind of things where you don't have to fly. Sure. I, I it's good. It's really and, and we'll be back again. I just I love it up there. You are describing my my August family vacation. Yeah. Fishing charter. We're doing pictured rocks. We're gonna do Holland, Michigan, try yep. to get some trout and some salmon and yep. should do and then we're gonna off on Holland until April. We're gonna do the old Mackinac Island mm-hmm. thing too. Never done any of that before. It's gonna be brand new. I think you don't ride horses on Mackinac Island. Uh I won't, but yeah, we could. Could, I'm going up with my parents. Bicycles too. Yeah, there's no cars. Yeah, I'm going up with my mom, who's broken an arm and a leg this okay. year. So we're yeah. just gonna yeah. we're, we're gonna do the best we can. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna walk around some shops and sit on a lot of benches, probably. But it'll be fun. Good. The good news is that Mackinac, the main drag of Mackinac, is about a half a mile. Yeah, I think it, yeah. it all looks like it's pretty close. After together. that, try and find like a horse and buggy to get you around. Yep. The uh, I was gonna say like in Holland they have like the tulip festival in mm-hmm. April or April or March and it's that's the time to go because they have like these massive tulip fields. No, we can go back. I, well, I'm just saying. Like, We're I just, making, I listen, just Jesse. This. We've got a lot of stuff to do. We got to go to to the Molson Brewery. We got to go to the Strip Club in Windsor. We got to go. We got to go to Budweiser. And now we got to go to Holland. And he's driving the whole time. And. Uh, it's and, fine with me. Yeah, and, 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 I put in two hours at least a day. We're it's, gonna ride in the Lincoln. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I don't think we need the passport I'll put, I'll put to go up there. Comfort. And we'll be fine. Yeah. Always our, our honor to have you on, Sean. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And the Lightning won the championship, as predicted by they, you. They did, and uh, I made some friends some money on that. So that was uh, that was a plus. You were uh, you're a damn genius. I was too much of a coward to put bet on bet on that myself. But <laughs> Jesse, what do you know, man? Anything we got to cover? Anything you forgot? No, I just wish the notes were better. <laughs> Such an asshole. He really is. Just deep at his core. He's born this way. I am. Next week, Chris Lamb is going to be on. We're going to have uh, we're going to have him on. We're going to talk about Fiddler's Green Cigar Company. I thought J- uh, Dakota's in charge, so he's not allowed to get sick next week because he's he's got he's, this. He's thing not going to miss the cigar thing. He'll be like, all of a sudden, he's Superman. He's healed. He would come in here with COVID. He'd be like, I got to be there. <laughs> it's going to be great. Excited to hear the results from my boy Kyle Robbins. It's going to be big. Uh, hopefully he uh, he has a good finish in the uh, USAC Silver Crown Championship race tonight. How big is that sticker? Uh, it's the same. It's a, 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 the same size as what's on the phone. Wow. How do we get bigger stickers on his car? You print bigger stickers. Well, I meant like, do we have to give him money? I don't know. It's a negotiation. I got you. I think if you just give him a bigger sticker, he'd probably put it on the we'll car. Let's take him to Windsor with us. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> if if his wife agrees and my wife agrees and your future wife agrees, we can all go to Windsor together. They, she already agrees. Okay, perfect. With that, we'll see you all next week.